I cut a new Pokemon. We're not talking about this anymore. Like nope. Two <laughs> streets down. Like I was at the intersection. We're not doing right this. Right before nope. I turned into your nope. house. Not doing it. I'd never caught a Vulpix before. We're not doing that. So it flashed yellow. Done. And I was like, oh, should I do that? Should I do this with the app? But I was like, I was still technically driving. It was in an addition, but whatever. So I hit the button. Did you get it all out? All right. Are you all out? You're all and done then, with this Pokemon now? And then fate. Fate got that I got it, and then I looked, and it was a Vulpix, uh, which is weird because I l- opened up the app anyway to see what it was. So why didn't I just open up the app and catch it? But <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, my four-year-old t- uh, this evening, kind of before you got here, came. You heard like a wail, and then it came running into the living room where, like a wail, like a scream, or a wail, like no, like. <laughs> W-A-I-L. Okay. So Makes more sense. He he wailed, and then he came running in in his chubby little shirtless body with his his male boobs pressed together. He's like, what are these? What are these? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he knew he was being funny, but then he grabbed his nipples and goes, I can't pull them off. I can't get them off. And he's just pulling down on his <laughs> tiny little four-year-old nipples. That's that child is messed up in the best ways <laughs> but he knows what he's doing so yeah. i'm good with it I'm good. Yeah. he's not just genuinely confused yeah <laughs> it's like uh uh when i was four years old like my mom read to me from like the day she found out she was pregnant and then when she had me read to me every night and everything so i knew how to read at an earlier age and so when i was four years old my grandma it was my uh mother's day my grandmother took me out to get my uh, mom a card for Mother's Day. She let me pick it out. And so there was a card that had Snoopy on the front of it. And it was like all these nice things. And then you open it up and it's like, it said, uh, you're you're like a mother to me. It was for like a stepmom okay, or, yeah. or something like yeah. that. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that I'm giving my mom a card that says, <laughs> you're like a mother to me. And then I find out years later, they just thought I was special. Like, oh, he picked out the Snoopy card. Didn't know what was inside. Like, no. I got was the this joke. joke. <laughs> like, there had multiple layers. I like that. Yeah. Um, something in the pantheon of Remake Me History that I don't think we adequately have touched on. Because I feel like it was a big thing. And I really want to drive home how... how much i think i stumbled upon something from your childhood that i really can't figure out okay was you not having any toys at your grandmother's house (laughs) like that is super (laughs) fucked up dude that is so weird so if anybody missed this episode casually what what made you think of that you were talking about your grandma i know no what made you think oh because i've thought about this a lot like (laughs) okay like so Casually, it came up that Justin didn't have any toys at his grandmother's house, who babysat him every day, mm-hmm. and he played with hairbrushes. They're, I used them like action figures. So they're, I, sometimes I posed they're wrestlers, the question, sometimes they're army men. So I posed the question to him, why didn't you have toys? And his answer was, because I was over there every day. And I'm like, exactly. Of course you should have toys over there. Do you realize how odd and bizarre that is? Have you posed this question to your mom or your grandma? I have not, but I did I did realize that night that that was weird. It is super weird. Super weird. Like, I remember you having that revelation, but I feel like you need to talk to them. Like, I'm being serious. <laughs> you need to ask them, like... <laughs> when I go home for you, the holidays. Yeah, why would you guys not have toys at this house for me where I spent so much time? That is true. 
I don't know. It's a super weird, yeah, <laughs> super weird thing. Was, was, is is this grandma's house like you're not allowed to get on the furniture and stuff? Is it like it's that a bit? Type? My grandfather liked to keep a, a clean home, so maybe that. Uh, at least that's an answer. Sure. Um, my uncle got an Atari twenty six hundred, and uh, gave it to my grandma because you know the uh, myself and my cousin were over there a lot, and we weren't allowed to hook it up to the living room TV because it would damage the TV. <laughs> so we had to hook it up to the janky ass TV out in the solarium, mm-hmm. yeah, to play Donkey Kong Junior. So, so at least that would be an answer. That's an adequate answer, you know. Yeah, I assume it's probably something along those lines, maybe. But honestly, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Tell well, you. you just never thought about it. It was just I no. It was just over oh, I'm at grandma's. There's nothing to do, so <laughs> just play with hairbrushes. And they like you know they like stuck together, so it was like easy to execute like a suplex or something. With them. So. That's super weird. Yeah. What's your homework assignment over <laughs> over Christmas? Because I'm so good with homework assignments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll have it done in six months. I'll make a note. Yeah. Um, so it's been a rough week for me. Like my sciatic nerve has been acting up like spontaneously. Which that sounds fun. Which just means like I'll be walking and then all of a sudden it'll just all of a sudden like I get stabbed in the ass. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just be like walking and talking to someone, and all of a sudden, just be like, "Holy fuck!" Just <laughs> trying. Oh uh, yeah, to go that's down. that's uh, right. Ah! I uh, I had uh, a moment where, like, a stranger I thought was going to try to catch me, like at the grocery store. A stranger was going to catch you? Well, she didn't. It was this tiny old lady who I outweighed by 150 pounds at least, mm. but she didn't. It wasn't anything that we ever thought through. Like, I, like, twitched and loudly sighed or whatever. And, like, her immediate reaction was just, like, let me help this poor fella. <laughs> it's awkward. I thought there was going to be more to your story. No, no, no. It was just, like, there was, was that. Just like, you were, like, ah. And she was, like, she's had like genuine concern for another human being well no but she physically was like started to go through the motion of catching me if i was going to go down that would have ended up poorly for her it would have been like one of those cartoons yeah exactly that's exactly what would have happened so that sort of sucked sort of sucked trying to do that last weekend like hang christmas lights on the ladder like (laughs) you're you're uh street here like i went through the addition yeah couple like this street is very festive it is and I have the worst one on the block. Like, it's not bad, but it's yeah. like other people like really went all out. So yeah, I feel inadequate, but I'm not good with height. So you're a fat guy. Uh-huh. Heights. How do you do with heights? Uh, Well, the question is, how do I get up there? A lot of times. <laughs> okay. So like we have an attic. I'm not going to trust that attic ladder. <laughs> okay. So I'm just not going to get into my attic ever. If I need something up there, I'll call a skinny person to <laughs> put it up there or get stuff down for me. So I'm not good. I'm good with them, like on a roller coaster or something, because I or airplanes. Because I think it's a psychological thing. Like I know if I go from that height, I'm just done. But like getting on the roof or something like that, I cannot handle. Like anything between anything under a hundred feet, over six feet in the air, I'm really bad at. And I think it's a psychological thing where. Most heavy people that I that I talk to mm-hmm. have a f- fear of heights, a- and I know that it's wrong in my head. But I think that it's like inherently like you feel like gravity is out to get you more <laughs> than a I thin mean, person. You, you have more inertia. Yeah, 
Uh, you have more potential energy. It's uh, so, yeah. We just went on the first. <laughs> Didn't go on the second. <laughs> Didn't go to the second level. Yeah, I literally did just make a note to ask my grandma though. Good, awesome. Do that. Eve. Do that. <laughs> Bring it up during cards of human against humanity. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? You got anything else over the past week, or you want to dive in? Uh, I mean, not really. Just okay. same old, same old. Pokeballs are going good. Yeah, I've uh, I've spent some money on the app. Since no, last. why? What are you, What are you buying? Okay, so with the Pokemon Go Plus, you can only throw Pokeballs. Every time you tell me about anything, it sounds like a commercial. Just so you, you know. can only throw Pokeballs, and so I'm not hitting enough Pokestops to collect enough Pokeballs. So I just bought Pokeballs because I have most of the rest of my balls are Great Balls or Ultra Balls. So you're cheating all over the place here. It's not cheating. It's buying. Your it's way a single to player game. You're like the Yankees of Pokemon. There's It's single player, and then there's some cooperative. Mm-hmm. There's no player versus player competitive. Mm-hmm. So you can't cheat in a single player game. Couldn't you just get enough money to just buy all the Pokemon and then win? You can't buy Pokemon. I'm so They're region exclusives. You have to go to I'm South so, America I'm so dumb. if you want a Heracross. I am so dumb. Could you mail your phone to someone in South America? Sure. That is a website idea. Delete this <laughs> and then start coding immediately to where like you send your phone like you swap it, right? Yeah. Like there's some phone guy, swappers. Yeah. There's, dot there's, net. There's, <laughs> there's, <laughs> it's it'd be PokeSwap, by the way. God damn it, that's good. Yeah. That is good. Mm-hmm. And it w- the coolest thing is there's going to be like some dude in Ireland who's the only person that plays there. And then he's like making a note, I think, to make he's he's buying Pokestop.com right now. It's Pokeswap. Pokeswap. You, you heard he came up with the name and forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this one dude in Ireland who like can is the only one that can get this drunken or that's Irish Ireland. Yeah. Who can get this drunken Pokemon, and he's just going to become like a millionaire. Just everyone is going to be mailing him this for $22 plus shipping to ship the phone back. He's going to get the Pokemon thing. You're not even podcasting right now. You're just on your phone considering. This is, I want to see. (laughs) If that's Uh, a thing. I I will do an ad for someone who doesn't sponsor us. Gandhi.net. Best domain registrar I've ever done. Is that who we're registrared? Registrar. Are, is that who we have ours through? Yes. Oh. Uh, literally, they've trademarked no bullshit. That is their slogan. They've trademarked it. It's great. Hmm. Pokeswap.com is unavailable. Ooh. Go for uh, the .net and be a second fiddle. Pokeswap.io or poke.exchange. <laughs> I always Poke love. I always love when you try to do that. It's like poke one two three dash q exchange dot com. Pokeswap dot club for two bucks a year. <laughs> just Pokeswap dot club. Just get all of them. Just get all of them. Um, my bloody Valentine. Yeah, nineteen eighty one. Nineteen eighty one. Overall thoughts or synopsis? I don't remember which way we do this. <laughs> uh, so it's about a. Uh, a uh, killer and let loose in a mining town. Uh, it's a slasher, I guess. Okay. Um, this is, I don't know. 
It's not. I'm not that pained by it. It was competent enough to keep my attention, but not good enough for me to like enjoy it. Like I always felt like the movie kept almost getting me, mm-hmm. and then it never did. Okay. I feel like <laughs> this is like uh, the edging of mo- of movie watching enjoyment. The edging? Yeah. Edging like, like is... Like the peripheral? Edging is uh, getting close to an orgasm, but never quite reaching it. So this is the dry humping <laughs> sure. of a good movie for you. Have you ever dry humped so much that you thought you were going to come? I've dry humped to orgasm. Hmm. I guess I didn't really interact as a, like a teen. That seems like your dry humping days. Oh yeah, that, no, that's not that's yeah. not like that was last week with my burrito. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely that was definitely an old school thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I told you this story. I've mm-hmm. never told this story on the podcast. It wasn't until a year ago. When you and I kind of hooked back up, mm-hmm. and we were going over stuff and kind of you know, catching up or whatever. Yeah. By and the I, way, the one-year anniversary of this podcast, just in a few weeks. Yes, coming up. We've already recorded the episode. Yeah. Uh, it is Long? exactly what you would think. <laughs> yeah. Meaning, <laughs> meaning there's a lot of edging. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, it's just a lot of, it's two hours of us masturbating, but with other people. So that's good. You know, it's like not a lot of there's not a lot of edging. There's not a lot of holding it's the back. Louis C.K. of one year anniversaries. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what I was saying. Oh, so I came to the realization with you because we were saying like, oh, you, what happened with this relationship, that relationship? And I didn't know until I was talking to you that I had the realization that I completely missed the opportunity to sleep with someone. Do you remember the, me mm-hmm. coming to this realization? Yeah. So, so I don't know how much I should say, but but uh, I just I do remember you telling me that this is like the story you'd never tell on the podcast because like is it your like your wife doesn't even know or like only your wife knew? No. Hmm. No, Ben knows. Okay, I'm sure my wife doesn't, but she doesn't listen to this bullshit anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for sure. So it was like. A night in college and then it was like hey you should just stay the night and i'm like no thanks that's cool my bed's more comfortable later and it wasn't until literally like 10 years later that i was like oh fuck that's not what that meant <laughs> i could have had a v8 <laughs> that was it was literally i had that realization talking to you a year ago from a 10 year old conversation talking about a 10 year old relationship that i never was able to consummate or i never did consummate i was able to to, i didn't (laughs) i didn't (laughs) Uh, i'm not good at that stuff obviously no no um anyway um so diving into my bloody valentine Mm -hmm. um we start off with uh first of all i think that the production value in this movie is fantastic yeah, it's really good. It's wonderful. Did you read any of the IMDb trivia? I did not. So they went to Nova Scotia, something like that, and found this mine. And they're it takes like, takes place in Nova Scotia, so perfect. 
this is a fucking awesome mine. This is perfect. Hey, town, we're going to film here. Here's some money. And the town went, oh, cool. We're this. Maybe this is the start of something big. Mm-hmm. Let's spend this money that they gave us and let's clean up this where they're going to film because we want to represent ourselves nice. So let's spend 50 grand <laughs> to clean up this mine Aww. and make it more state of the art and look nice and look clean. <laughs> so then, I know exactly. Where so this then, is the, going. then the production showed up, and they're like, "All right, let's get ready to film in this rundown." What the fuck happened here? And then they had to spend seventy-five grand to make it look like it did before <laughs> they cleaned it. <laughs> so, so whatever they did, they lost seventy-five thousand dollars right off the top, just to go back to the starting point <laughs> because mm-hmm. the town cleaned it up very expensive mine that's that's so sad it's hilarious in hindsight but could you imagine how heartbreaking that would be when you show up on set yeah and it's you're not gonna think okay here's fifty thousand dollars town the one condition is you don't spend it to clean up the mine at least until we're gone (laughs) you would think like you don't need to say that no we love your minds let us film there yes That's pretty great. It was pretty awesome. So we open in the mine, and you have a uh, killer in a full miner's outfit. Um, looks pretty iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's making out and getting ready to have sex with a woman with the fakest tattoo ever on her boob. Yeah, but he's not making out because he's wearing. No, that's true. The the gas mask. Yes. So he's in the Russ mode of like everything's fine. I'm just going to stand here. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? We're not going to do anything. And she is literally one step away from being naked. Mm-hmm. Um, gets killed, right? Yeah. Uh, wh- who would go down there? I guess later we figured, you know, I guess alcohol cures everything. But, like, what what time, when we're, I mean, we're not women. Mm-hmm. But can you put yourself in a woman's shoes and be so into a guy? Granted, you probably don't even know who it is that you would agree no no she knew who, she knew who that was you think she knew I she knew so. the twist and you know he she, maybe she was about to tell no i think she thought she knew who was in there okay regardless in general the women that are having sex in horror movies aren't real people <laughs> you know like those people don't exist sure but who would go to a like a, a not, I guess it's not abandoned, but who would go into our into a mine? Okay, who? How many women send pictures of themselves nude to guys because that guy's different? Sure, y- you know, like <laughs> uh, I was talking with a colleague at at lunch, and she was telling the story of we were talking about like bad vehicles, and she was like, "Yeah, my dad's uh, work truck." used to like the floorboard was so worn away like you could see the road go by and then she just casually dropped uh and yeah i was conceived in the back of there and like he would tell me that story all the time apparently they like had sex on a pile of dirty laundry so yeah i get it women women are easy to seduce when we that's the point of this no that's not what i'm saying (laughs) i'm gonna come back to my point i'm coming back to my point in a minute but uh when we moved into our current house, we upgraded from a queen size bed to a king size bed. Mm-hmm. And my eight year old has a very, very large room. Like it could be, it's questionable if it's a bedroom or if it's more like a rec room. Okay. 
but it's his bedroom, so he's got a especially for a kid. I mean, his his bedroom's bigger than ours. Hmm. Wow. But it's a huge bedroom. So he ended up adopting our queen-size bed. He has a so he's an 8-year-old with a queen-size bed. Nice. That's the bed he was conceived on. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, and his and his brother. So anyway, Memories. my point is 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 that that girls inherently like, especially at a certain age, they get infatuated by guys, and they can be talked into anything. You know, I mean that's why the revenge porn thing is a thing. Yeah. Um. And that's what anyway. So my point is is that yes, I think that a girl could get talked into doing that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> So, I guess I just have more faith in humanity than I probably should. If that's the case, why is there so much porn? Because it makes money. How much porn do you think makes money that you see? I think every porn is made with the intention of making money on that porn. No. Other than like, hey, let's film ourselves having sex. Yes. Like nobody is making like. Goo Gobblers 7. No, I'm not, not talking about that. that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the pictures of girls in front of the mirror taking pictures with their shirts off. Oh, yeah. That's not porn. It's not not porn. I don't know. When you say porn, you're. I think you're just describing something that is meant for wide distribution. I'm sorry. I'm, my, my mind, what I'm thinking is... Sexy images? <laughs> yeah, but, but, but more so things that you wouldn't want someone else to see of you. Right. So how many women are out there that have those somewhere that are applying to be teachers or whatever? Sure. Because they were an idiot when they were 18. Yeah. It makes me sad a lot. Mm -hmm. That's why the Internet is going to ruin the future. That's why I cry every time I masturbate. (laughs) Just (laughs) tears. That's why. Just lubricating myself (laughs) with my tears. (laughs) Um, Anyway. So we find out that Harry Warden was the lone survivor after a big explosion mm-hmm. in a mine in Valentine's Bluffs. He survived by cannibalizing himself or other people? Other people. Okay, yeah. I thought it was other people, but then I was thinking back and I couldn't remember. Yeah. So he he was the lone survivor, um, and then he ended up going crazy the following year and killing a bunch of people at the Valentine's Dance, correct? He, he killed the people who were in charge of the mine, and then the next year killed everybody at the dance. Yes. Right. And then he was taken away, arrested, and he's out of the picture. Yeah. So for decade or decades, there has not been a Valentine's dance right. in Valentine's been Bluffs. Yes, and it's Valentine's Day obviously has a bad connotation. It's a bad day. It's a black stain. Even though the place is called Valentine's Bluff. Yes. Um, (laughs) So here's my big problem with this movie. We have a group of early 20-year-olds. They've got to be at least 21 because they're drinking, right? Well, I guess this is... 18 in Canada, isn't it? um, Yeah, probably. So they're at least of age, okay? Sure. So they're adults. But this whole thing centers around them really wanting to have a dance. Like, that's the whole thing that is so weird to me. Like it's Canada, man. You, <laughs> <laughs> you, 
you simultaneously have them drinking and but then excited to have this dance that hasn't happened forever. I think they just want an excuse to party. And so and that's eventually that's what the, it that's eventually the, what it turns yeah, into. When it's canceled, they just throw a party. So they're in the mines and they come out of the mines and they it looks like it's the morning. Like it's did they work overnight in the mines? Uh I don't know. Um but regardless, they are way too energetic and excited, having just worked in a fucking mine for a shift. Right. Which They're even old. if that's eight hours, that is fu- that has got to be labor inducive, right? Yeah. And they are all just like singing and dancing and literally jumping up and down to get off work to go have fun and play. And I feel like anybody actually comes out of the mine and they just drag their ass home. Well, I think that uh, any of your uh, daddy's hurt stories tell <laughs> that it's not until you come home and relax that really it hits you that's true you know you still got the adrenaline going you your muscles are still working and everything and that's when you try to relax that they start to stiffen up um i will give that point to you so they're smarter than i am point made <laughs> uh the husky fellow with the mustache the guy who looks like a weird I was going to say Canadian John Candy, but John just, Candy just, is Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> just like a weird like alternate universe John Candy. Uh, he is driving a Beetle that's been sort of turned into a pickup truck? Yeah, something weird. <laughs> I love I think that. it might just be like an old ass pickup truck. I loved it, but it looked like a Beetle. Like the front was a Beetle. Hmm. I don't know. Um, it, definitely, it definitely looked weird. So they, they start partying. And we we're, we start to get introduced to these people. So you've got chubby beardy guy and his girlfriend. And then there is the, the, the best part of this movie for me is that there is a very real love triangle that happens throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. A totally believable love triangle in which one guy left for a while and he might have been this girl's number one pick. So she settles for replacement. But now number one guy's back, which she kind of really wants, but it's not fair to number two. And they're all very kind of open and they're very clear to say like i don't even dislike this guy it's not jerry springer where the two guys are fighting they kind of like they they would be friends had it not been for this girl at all right so now it's a pissing match it's a pissing match and they're both aware of it but there's not especially at the beginning it's not animosity one of the guys says like literally i like this i i like that guy it Mm. sucks that we're in this situation yeah and that feels very real and grounded and this is why i like this movie better than halloween this is a better slasher movie than Halloween. One hundred percent. My next note: this skips ahead. This is when they're at the party at the mine, mm-hmm. and uh, TJ and Axel like have their their to do mm-hmm. and their fight. Uh, what's Sarah? I don't know. I, don't I know. I know Axel. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, she says, "I don't. I just don't care anymore." And I wrote, I quoted that, and then I said, "That's how I feel about this movie. I don't care about this stupid love triangle. I don't care that people are dying." So, but you're advocating Halloween, which you've said is just they don't have that she is a non-character. Sure, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That that movie is about uh, nothing, like good versus evil. Nothing. The movie's about good versus evil and the filmmaking makes it very tense 
Like, this is competent filmmaking, but it's not saying anything. I'm, I'm not arguing that it is. I feel like I'm, it's more I feel like why I like Halloween is because it says something. I like this because it's way more fun. I go back to my first point where it's like it it was competent enough to keep me not bored, but mm-hmm. not good enough to keep me like enthused. Um, so as they're warming up to get ready to go to the party, uh, they are doing the knife thing where you put your hand down on the table and then you do the knife real quick over the top of your hand. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome because there there's shots of just the hands and the two hands are going super fast. Then they cut to the chubby guy and he is so fucking slow. As he's like looking his guy, his opponent in the eye, and it's literally like half the speed of when they do the shots of the inserts of just the hands because it's obviously not the same guy. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. It was incredible. But they definitely cut the audio, so the audio matched his speed. Like you could definitely oh, yeah. tell he was going slower. Yeah, yeah. Tortoise in the hair, man. <laughs> Tortoise in the hair. But but when they. Did showed his hand, quote unquote, his hand. It was twice as fast. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, a little faster. Um, murders start occurring, mm-hmm. and everybody knows this is Harry Warden. He's come back. Yeah. We don't know how, but he is back, and he is trying to shut down this Valentine's dance. Right. Um, did you notice the? drop in quality at times in the film stock not particularly no so this movie was crazy edited when it was first released so it there was hardly anything was seen so there's see like when the woman pops out of the dryer there's Mm -hmm. a what i think is an awesome scene where an old lady gets shoved into a dryer and then she ends up falling out uh and she's been burned up inside the dryer yeah that goes to like VHS quality because it was cut and they reassembled it for the release. Gotcha. Um, so there's a lot of little things like that. When you see the gore, the quality drops down because they're just trying to assemble whatever they happen to have to put it together as much as they can because hmm. that wasn't in the original release. I watched the theatrical cut, so... That was a mistake. I should not have told you to do that. So <laughs> you didn't... you explicitly told me not to. So you didn't see the awesome stuff. Like, you didn't see the woman flop out of the dryer, right? I'm trying to remember, I remember her being in the dryer. And probably somebody reacting to her? Yeah. No, oh, dude, there's... You, oh my. you see the you see the, can, the heart and the candy and everything? Yep. I, I feel like I would have remembered it being she, edited it, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. That's exactly what it is. You would have noticed. Because I definitely noticed it in Texas Chainsaw Massacre you 3. You would have noticed. That's dis- that's my... F- I didn't realize, honestly, that they were both on there. But mm-hmm. there's some pretty awesome... Like, she flops out of the dryer. And is... You know in the remake when she yeah. comes out backwards? Like, I knew that that was an homage. Yeah, but that's like almost I the same... I recognize that as an homage. That's almost the same style as it was. Like, she was hanging out backwards, but it's grainy vhs footage. But you can tell how much they put into that that effect and it was awesome so there's a kind of a few things like that where um you i feel bad because i didn't know that the, both of those were on the dvd i gave you that's fine sorry we'll rewatch that next week okay <laughs> <laughs> um so we also get uh so that was an awesome kill we get a hot dog cam <laughs> at one point <laughs> when he he goes full like sleepaway camp and shoves the head into a pot of boiling hot dogs yeah uh, and you could just see like hot dogs floating around in front of this dude's face, mm-hmm. and like the the 
water was like they didn't even put like air tubes or something in there. Like it was definitely still water. Oh like, yeah, yeah, not boiling at yeah, all. No, the, the, <laughs> uh, it was cold water with hot dogs floating in it. Going back to the dryer scene, what was going on at the time that we thought? Like, I think they look cool from a nostalgic end, but like the teal washers, like it was a laundromat just feel filled with teal. Mm-hmm. The seventies was very about bold colored appliances. Like, but why? We like, still have we have a blue sink. Mm-hmm. Um and tub in our guest bathroom uh like greens and blues and pinks i think we're very in for like tubs sinks toilets i, I and agree with all that i'm just asking what our logic was like it, LSD. like, like <laughs> that's probably a pretty accurate answer <laughs> but but i'm like i i get i mean in the other the other side of the laundry mat was all white like that just seems like a safe option i mean it was probably like one side's the newer side one side's the Older side. I don't know. But 1981, those wouldn't have been that old. I just really kind of like try to step back. It's like looking at all of the wood paneling in uh, in Samurai Cop. Yeah. And then there's another like dated thing that I want to talk about on the remake uh, that I'll bring up. But you just kind of like right now, like I'm sure that 2017, we're going to step back and be like, what were we doing right there? I mean, that was the time of shag carpeting and it's when all the hippies like who accidentally had kids at Woodstock were like, oh man, I should probably like raise her, right? <laughs> and so they like bought homes and were like, I'm not too into this, man. This carpet needs to be like grass. So in hindsight, it was really dumb because it's disgusting. But when we, uh, Ben and I were college roommates in a mm-hmm. dorm, we decided we really wanted shag carpet, which you couldn't really buy. So we went dumpster diving oh. in, in, a, in a, car, a carpet place. So they went and ripped out shag carpet from somebody's house. Oh. So we took that old used shag carpet and patched it together in our college dorm room. So I remember like dropping food on the pieces of shag carpet that somebody had ripped out. And like that was just our carpet. That was our floor oh. in our dorm room. Did you like, at least have a rake? Did you have a shag rake? No. No. Ugh. Like a Zen garden, but without the Zen. <laughs> so, Ugh. in hindsight, that doesn't seem like the brightest move. But at the time, we were so cool. Did it like smell like nicotine and sadness? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how I think all shag carpeting. I think it smelled smell. like mustachioed semen. Uh, just, yeah. <laughs> just tons of little semen, little spermies dry, like mm. swimming around with a mustache. Oh, I'm Tom Selleck. I'm Tom Selleck. I'm Tom Selleck. <laughs> uh yeah, that's gross, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We uh we just today is December first to date the podcast. And we're just getting out of no shave November, which our whole office participated in. They all shaved down to nothing, uh, and then saw what they could grow in a in a Is that what you've got as a month worth right there? Yes, yeah, it's a month. Not a lot. No. But uh one of my colleagues had like seven pubes on his face and he didn't touch a razor all month. We- we now we know why he always shaves. We live uh, in an Amish community. Mm-hmm. Well, I just made that sound like I'm in a set. No, you, you know what I mean. We are within 20 minutes of Amish. Way closer than that. I was trying to give a ballpark for. The- okay. Anyway, so we, we definitely run into Amish when we're grocery shopping, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> there was one that uh, frequently went to. You recognize people in small towns. Certainly. And this Amish guy, I felt so bad for because the the whole idea is once they're married, they don't shave. 
They have to grow a beard. This was a guy who was one step away from not being able to grow anything, like literally nothing. So he had 20 hairs growing out of his face that were all like two feet long. And it was just the most <laughs> pathetic looking thing that you've ever seen. I feel like that's what that's what we would have had in our office if uh, that guy had been able to, uh, or had done it for longer. It was it, every time I would see it, it would just make me sad. Like, <laughs> but then I'd take his picture. I took his picture, and I'm like, "You're going to hell anyway. You might as well just shave. <laughs> just stole your soul." That's me. Uh, but no, one, uh, one of the our older gentlemen shaved down to just the the Tom Selleck, mm-hmm. and. Uh, as much as I would have made fun of him for suggesting that he might do a thing, it suited his face. Yep. I I've, I rarely see somebody with a mustache like, yep, <laughs> that's that's your look. My dad still he has a mustache. <laughs> He's, I've never not known him to have a mustache, mm-hmm. ever. I'm trying to remember your dad's face. It's been a while. It's under a mustache. Mm, okay. <laughs> Does that help? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. okay. Uh, other kills that happen in this that i really enjoy um we've got uh a woman gets killed in a shower like in the mine Mm -hmm. and the shower head is pushed through the back of her head right so the water is pouring out of her mouth as if she is the shower head and i loved that and i have guy who discovers lover on shower deserves whatever the canadian equivalent of an oscar is which i assume is an oscar (laughs) Uh, is that sincere? You enjoyed that moment? <laughs> like his fate, like the, it was like a 45 second shot of him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like going from like shock to it's setting in to like crazy and then back to shock. I thought it was, it was funny. Uh, we also get a hanging that turns into a decapitation, which relatively common with your, hangings from what i gather <laughs> don't know from experience when hanging the turns to a decapitation um i think it might have been a body but they tie the rope around the neck then they throw him down oh yeah and then the head de- decapitates that was um, the, i thought that was the the old guy who was like hey i'm gonna play a, play a prank on them like let me just open this door one more time <laughs> <laughs> um but but I appreciated that. Like you don't as as often as that should happen, you yeah. never see it happen in movies. Yeah. You just see them get stopped by the drop mm-hmm. and their neck breaks. Yeah. Or they hang Which to be fair is how it's supposed to be. It's how it's supposed to be, but I don't think that's the way that it worked a good enough portion of the time. <laughs> no. A good enough portion of the time would have been pretty close to hundred. <laughs> Instead some people were not heavy enough and choked to death. Yeah. And some people were too heavy. And they got decapitated yeah. or they dropped too far. Yeah. And they got decapitated. Mm-hmm. Like happened inertia. to this guy. Callback. Good job. Um, so the the thing that I really like about this movie is this movie turns from a tripic- a typical slasher into a whodunit, which you didn't know was happening. Mm-hmm. And this is before anything like that. You had whodunits, but they were very much like Agatha Christie style We've got these many people in a room. Yeah. Which one of us is the killer? Clue. Uh, however, this movie turns from a slasher into a whodunit, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. And I you're not giving me anything. I want to move on to my anything. next joke. 
okay, good. I had like a big structural, like filmatic thing, and you want to make a pee pee joke. I don't want to make a pee pee joke. I want to make a go sex ahead. joke. Go ahead. <laughs> so the two people go off to have sex in the engine room or whatever, and uh, you come back and like there's this giant screw through both of them, and my joke is, well, they got screwed. <laughs> uh so you're who done the thing? Yeah, sure. Uh I don't think it was that big of a who done it because you the audience isn't led on to the fact that Harry definitely died until like pretty much right before the reveal. No, no, you're right. But I'm saying you it had you were as convinced as the people in the film that this is Harry the whole time. There's no question. You're you're not even right. second guessing what could happen. I think And if, then they if, do a curveball. If that hey, we found we found out Harry died had happened fifteen, twenty minutes earlier, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a, a lot So more so fun, I'm not I, so by like, saying who done it, that's not necessarily it's more just that they throw you a curveball. And you're not even knowing that you're looking for one. Right. Um, At that point, you're like, it's Axel or TJ. Yeah. It's definitely Axel or TJ. Of course. Because yeah. uh, those are the only two people that we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What else do you have on, on My Bloody Valentine? Weird that it doesn't have a sequel, right? <laughs> like, when you think about the pantheon of horror sequels, it's crazy that this doesn't it, have any but it's so specific to the mind thing that it's probably more expensive than you know a cabin by a lake yeah and that's why it just wasn't profitable enough to yeah. justify it but you know in hindsight you know i would argue this is by far better than the original friday the 13th the original friday the 13th has that that ending i feel like the twist plus the jump scare is so makes good. up it makes up for the rest of what the film itself because the it's film memorable. itself is fine yeah but those things are just like I, i'm not boom. disagreeing with that yeah. part but the film itself i feel like this doesn't this doesn't have that yeah and i, but I think it, what really sealed the deal for me of why don't get me wrong i like this more than the next movie spoiler alert but why i didn't uh, i didn't ultimately really like it is so at the end they are running through the mine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the killer has cut the power to the elevator, or he smashed the the panel or whatever, and they have to find they have to climb their way out. And we don't know enough about the geography of this mine to know what's happening. That's they're true. they're just running, and because they're just running and People take turns. Excuse me, a little burp there. People take turns, and like there are clearly signs that say like tunnel number five or something, but we don't know anything about tunnel number five mm-hmm. or whatever. And so, because we don't, we're not invested in those stakes. They're just running around, and I'm just like, I don't know what's yeah. happening. No, that's fair. I'll give that to you. So the last, the, it makes the last fifteen minutes of the movie kind of frustrating. How easy would it have been though to just make? My Bloody Valentine 2, it's actually fucking Harry Warden. Like, and just do the Friday the 13th thing. 
Like sure. he actually shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what about uh, TJ's banging wardrobe at that party? Uh, fill me in again. Blue. Uh, might be denim shirt. I, I don't think it. I don't think it was denim, but it was blue shirt. Okay. Completely open, unbuttoned. Mm-hmm. Bandana tied around the neck. He was. He was. 1981, <laughs> like in a nutshell, right there. <laughs> that's what when you when you look it up. That's what 1981 looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if only he was listening to Wham CD or yeah, it would have been a CD. <laughs> no, not to 1981. 1987. CDs were like the early 90s. That's when they really came. But I think my first CDs ever were on the same day I received. MC Hammer's Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him, and Vanilla Ice is to the Extreme in those big, huge cardboard boxes. That they oh, came I in. remember those cardboard boxes. Those were sweet. They were like two-thirds complete waste. Yes. And one-third pretty decoration around something that could have been on the shelf by itself. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Missing anything else from My Bloody Valentine? Yeah. TJ doesn't know how to wield a shovel. That that struggle between him and Axel wasn't the best. For that to be your climax, and it was kind of weak. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, th- I enjoyed this movie enough that it was frustrating that it wasn't better. I get and what you're that's, saying. And that's yeah. where it hurts. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, 3D synopsis. Uh, Jensen Ackles fucks up and there's a mine explosion and uh harry wakes up from a coma and he was in the explosion he wakes up and he just murders people well in the explosion he killed people while he was trapped in the explosion jensen ackles the accident that he caused killed people and put harry into a coma while Harry was trapped with those people, he killed everyone. Okay, yeah. Yes. Sorry, go ahead. But then he woke up from a coma. That's true. Straight up <laughs> murders folks. Mm-hmm. And then cut to ten years later, Jensen Ackles is back in town, and murders start happening again. Mm-hmm. Overall thoughts? Uh, it's decent, but... I think this might have been a fun 3D movie to see. Yes. I think that it was... I rem, this is my second time watching this, and the first time I had a whole lot of fun, and this time I think I was watching more critically, mm-hmm. so I'm seeing these little flourishes that I really like, but then one specific thing happens, and I felt like I remembered the ending, and then I was just so pissed, like, wait, that can't be the ending, mm-hmm. and then I was just so pissed, and then I finished the movie, and I was fucking pissed. Yes. So mad. Yeah. And we'll get there. Um, so like you said, it opens, explosion, Harry Warden. Uh, this is after the 3D titles. So the 3D titles are just like, ooh, yeah. titles are coming at you. Here Somehow comes we some made more newspapers titles. 3D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my note just says 3D titles, three exclamation marks. Um I thought it was very smart to get rid of the dance because the dance it's didn't stupid, make yeah. sense with the it's, time frame. Hey, you're no John Lithgow. There's no Kevin. There ain't no Kevin Bacon. 
Let's get on with this. Uh, I didn't understand that at all. Footloose reference. Oh, okay. So uh, immediately we we see uh, it's a year after uh, Harry Warden. I'm sorry. It's a year after the accident. Harry Warden at this moment is waking up. He's killing people in the hospital. Mm -hmm. He's been in a coma for a year. Yes. So the kids are kids, teenagers, early 20 somethings are going into the mine to drink and hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Which, guy that is, is that some uh, is that something you just do if you're from a mining town you hang out in the mines and drink? I think so you started to talk about this earlier and I never came back to my point I think that it's the same idea as people will go sleep sleep together in a church or a cemetery or a roller coaster it's places you're not supposed to be is what makes them alluring I mean that's where teenagers are it's where they're not supposed to be exactly so I think that's the idea. I think that's why they're in those places because they're not supposed to be. I, I've been way too much of a warrior to ever, ever go anywhere near a mine. But no, guys, it's going to collapse. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's all being held by that wooden <laughs> beam, and I think I just heard it creak. <laughs> just a wet blanket. I I was he just the wet blanket. Standing outside the mine going, come on, guys. Let's go. Ready to go. Yeah, that's that was my 100% like 14 to 24, 25ish. Just wet blanket. <laughs> Somehow I had some friends in that time. Uh, uh so at, at this moment I'm watching this and I'm like, "Oh, this is weird. I feel like they're dressed exactly like my friends and I were in high school. Like that guy is wearing like six shirts under other shirts." And that was Tom. Like Tom used to wear shirts under shirts on top of shirts with one lo- shirt not buttoned over the top. Mm-hmm. I used to do that. Yeah, I did. My that. other friends used to do that. And then I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense. This is 2009 when this is made. So I put it out of my head and I didn't write it down. And then we get a cut to 10 years later. And I was like, no, that was 1999. Yeah, that was us. That was totally us. They did a great job of ma- like it was relatively subtle. Mm-hmm. But that totally felt like, like because we could see it, that was us, oh, for yeah, sure. Um, so Harry Warden comes back, starts killing people. We get some cool kills through here. Uh, you get an, a pickaxe that comes through the back and pops out the dude's eye. Yeah, definitely which, right into the audience. Which mm. Yeah, which is definitely a 3D gimmick, but it's yeah. not... I don't know, it's forgivable because you're watching it and it is supposed to be a, a fun thing, so I forgave that. Yeah. Um, you get an awesome shovel to the face that just goes That's right, pretty good. right. Uh, Except the CGI was real bad as she's like as sliding she slid forward. down. Yeah. yeah, the concept was good enough for me. Yeah, I definitely. was happy with it. Um, and then we get a cut to the ten years later, and I'm like, oh, they're not college douches anymore; they're thirty something douches. <laughs> Yay! Uh, and wh- what's the guy's name? I thought it was Tom, but you said it was something else. Jensen Ackles is the actor. Oh, okay. He plays Dean in Supernatural. Okay. Who his brother is Sam, played by Jared Padalecki, who was in the Friday the Thirteenth, or was it Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth remake. Okay. I know the also Super- he's in Gilmore Girls. I know Supernatural. I know you've talked about Dean and so and so. In the movie, the guy's name's Tom, right? I think it's Tom. I'm going to call Let's call him Tom. Tom and Axel. Yeah. He is the fucking worst. 
Like, I know there are a lot of Supernatural fans, but he was the worst actor in this movie by fucking far. He was fucking terrible. Every time I saw him, I I just got so pissed off that this guy was in this movie. He was so frustratingly bad. I find him charming. No. He's terrible. So terrible. Like, I feel like I want to sit down and, like, show you clips and be like, justify liking this. (laughs) That's a little extreme. I find I find Jensen Ackles charming. Oh, it was oh, fucking terrible. He is the worst. Jensen but Jackal, <laughs> you suck. Uh Jensen Ackles. Uh so the first kill we get during the two thousand and nine scenes, uh it is you're giggling. Because the woman's naked on screen for like 12 minutes yes she is she's just naked <laughs> yes just completely naked the entire time but i kind of like that in that it's not sexy sure it starts off as sexy but then it's not it's just her running around and stuff and i think that's kind that's, of awesome yeah okay so i do always get ticked off in movies where like post-coital people like the actress will have like She'll pull up the sheet just a tiny bit, like just to cover, to cover a nipple. Yep, you know, and it's like nobody does that. You're either you have sex, and you're either comfortable or ashamed. That's really the only two mm-hmm. ways about it. So, uh, but I get it. You can't you can't show a lot of that on t on TV and movies if you want a certain rating. This obviously they were not going for that. No. So I guess I can appreciate it from like a reality standpoint mm-hmm. of she was pissed off, so all she did was put on her shoes yep. and run out there naked. So she's mad because the guy that she was just sleeping with recorded her. Mm-hmm. And this is the blonde girl paid her for from it. the beginning. And yes. then paid her for it against her will. Mm-hmm. This is the blonde girl that did not get shoveled in the face. Um So both of them get killed. The truck driver, the guy that's a douche, gets mm-hmm. killed, who is the writer of the movie, by the way. The writer of the movie is the truck driver that slept huh. with her. That explains why he's in like nothing but bad horror movies. Uh, he also wrote uh, Jason X. He's in that. Uh, yep. Yes. So, uh, yeah, uh, he's got a pretty. There's an awesome article that he wrote was was pretty revealing. It was called "From Hollywood to Homeless," and. Uh, he just came out and said, like, I was homeless for, like, a year because, like, I got all these huge writing gigs and was doing great. And then the bottom fell out and I couldn't get shit. And I lived in my car and I showered at the gym and I wrote at Starbucks all day every day until I got back on my feet. Wow. Which was ballsy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So sucks. Um, yeah, sucks. But he's came back from it and he's a cool guy. Anyway. Uh there's also I love this is one of the moments that I love during this film is that the owner slash manager of the hotel uh, is a little person yeah and she is like feisty and a character and right. zero part of that depends on the fact that she's a little person exactly no never one time did anyone reference the fact that she was a little person mm-hmm. and I fucking loved it yeah like they were just like let's cast a quirky good actor. Yeah. And she was the person. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And then he killed the shit out of her. <laughs> did they hire... Part of me was like, did they hire a little person so that he could 
put so, her through so, the ceiling. So the whole idea, the whole concept of these movies is it's like a minor killing them. Mm. So she's a little person. She's less than three feet tall. And he takes the pickaxe and goes up. So he goes up and leaves her stuck in the ceiling. So she's hanging from the ceiling for two minutes. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. But part of me thinks that that's why they hired a little person. It's possible. But that might be the cynical part of me. That might be the realist part of me. And it might be. But they also, nobody made a, a pint-sized joke. No. Nobody made a little joke. Any of that. No. It's just she was just a person. Yeah. She was just the the caretaker of the motel. And she had a quirky dog. Yeah. Uh, that was what Peg Bundy would look like if she was a little person. That is exactly what I said to Marianne. <laughs> I was like, she looks like Katie Seagal. <laughs> She's like, who's that? And I was like, married with children. Uh, uh, the one that are on motorcycles. Are you serious, Brain? Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Uh, so this is one of the moments when I realized this is best sums up how fucking terrible this guy is. Mm-hmm. Jensen Bojangles is doing a fucking Keanu Reeves impression the entire movie. The entire movie, he look he sounds like he's trying to impersonate Keanu Reeves. That's I think that's just what he sounds like. It, it's fucking unbearable and terrible. Okay. Fuck you, Johansson Majambles. Watch 12 seasons of Supernatural. You'll uh, be used to it. Uh so Axel is now the You would sh- like Supernatural too. Mm, not with fucking Harry Bajinki. Uh You're getting farther and farther away. <laughs> uh, so Axel is now the sheriff, and his deputy is Hey Arnold's best friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. It's Darwin from the X-Men, X-Men first class, but okay. Uh, I don't get it. Uh, do you remember Hey Arnold's best friend? I hated Hey Arnold, but yes. Yeah, that's exactly what he they... didn't have a high top, though. It was a little poofy at times. I mean, it wasn't as cartoonish as that. But yeah, he was definitely the friend from Hey Arnold. Sure. Who was just Kid and Play, right? Kid from Kid and Play. Oh, yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, there's a night scene where Cheeky Wicky is is running around, and it's the brightest night scene ever. Like, I am well aware that you cannot film a night scene with no light or else it's just black but holy shit yeah and then later remember uh when at the very end when she goes in the cabin it's it's fucking nighttime inside the cabin daylight coming in from all the windows and yes shit. yes like what the fuck <laughs> like it's a spotlight on the the freaking prop the the box of candy yes. mm-hmm. and it's a stream of light coming from outside there's in the middle of the woods at night there is uh there's also a scene where keanu reeves impressionist tries to hide from the cops so he pulls down an alley turns the lights of his car off but the whole time so that we can see him he has the dome light on the dome light of the car is on as he's hiding from the cops so that we can see him well, I mean, he's the draw. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get the lady somehow. <laughs> See that that pudding. Uh, Axel's wife, who is still sort of in love with Tom from Supernatural, mm-hmm. uh, owns a grocery store. Yes, which very much needs a dress code. Okay. 
Because the woman that works for her, that is apparently is the only person that works there, by the way. Right, and she's also sleeping with Axel. She's sleeping with Axel. She does not dress appropriately for the public. No. Like, she's like wearing hot pants and just the most revealing clothes ever. Mm-hmm. They need a dress code in that. They just wanted you to know that, that she's the whore of Babylon. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make sure you got that. I think we did. Because you have to be a whore in order to commit adultery, right? Like, there's no... I don't I don't know. I don't remember all 611 rules of Moses. Okay, so I'm going to talk about something. Okay. So, Harry's back. Right? That's the, the thing of this one. Harry's back. He's killing people. This is right at the beginning. Well, uh, this is this is this is the premise of the movie. Because people people are about dying again. We haven't really talked about it. Mm-hmm. But people are dying again. Uh, and so, like, it's not Harry's not back. No, but half it's, the people. It's, are, it's, it's it's Tom. It's Tom. Right. But then he's like, "Hey, Tom." I'm not supposed to tell you this, but your dad and my dad and the other person's dad, they all they all rounded up Harry and they they killed him. And he's buried over here. So they go to find the body. And it's gone. Dun dun dun, right? Then Axel says something to the two old guys who are telling him that uh, they they killed a man. Mm-hmm. He says, I want you guys to come down to, to the station and give statements. Mm-hmm. Murder doesn't have a statute of limitations. Yeah, I always thought that if was weird. If they give statements, they, I couldn't figure they that are out either. admitting to murder. And they were both like, yeah, that sounds good. We'll be down. Yeah. We're, we were both cops. We we know. Or one of, one of us was cops yeah, or something. Yeah, just Tom Adkins was a cop. Yeah. Like... like that's kind of your whole premise of this movie Mm -hmm. is that he was dead and buried there and this is a very key point and that like yeah it's so contrived because of like you they can't he's the sheriff yeah there's no statement to make i could see the sheriff could totally just brush it under the rug but he doesn't want to especially an official statement yes that doesn't make it you don't want that anywhere you want to leave that die in the woods i believe small town murderer sheriff sweeps it under the rug yes and then next sheriff knows about it also is is fine with that's totally believable but come down and give (laughs) statement it's the dumbest fucking thing Ever in a movie. Uh, yeah, that's dumb. You're right. You're 100% <laughs> right, because I thought that too when they said it. I was like, they're not going down there to do statements. Yeah, we'll be done then. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds so, uh, exactly like I want to do. How do you think that would go down? Like, So anyway, so we went ahead and shot him, but he's not, and buried him. Okay. And uh, uh, we we just, uh, we were just there, so uh, you, you're saying that you buried him next to the to the valve? A hundred percent. We buried him by that hatch. Uh-huh. The hatch covered him. Covered him where I took you earlier. Mm-hmm. We got um, uh, GPS coordinates. We're going to point them down here. That's definitely where I, when I killed it, just to be clear, mm-hmm. I killed that guy. Okay. And he's dead, yep. but, he's, but he's not there anymore. So that if you can keep looking into that not being there anymore, okay, that's the problem, right? Cool. That's what you're working on. Great. That's, uh, I think, I think we got everything. Okay. I'm going to go home. Okay. See uh, we will uh, see you later. Uh, also, you can't leave, you're arrested. <laughs> <laughs> For what? I didn't move the corpse. I just uh, killed him. 
Darwin, take him away. Uh, the there is uh, this. The, oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting so frustrated. There's a scene that pisses me off so much because we. So what we have is Tom is deciding he wa- he's going to su- he owns the mine. He's going to sell the mine. He goes down into the mine, and while he's down there, he sees someone dressed as a miner, presumably Harry Warden. Mm-hmm. They get into a brief scuffle. He traps Tom in a cage, and then he wa- Tom he cuts his arm first. Yes, and then throws him in the cage. And then he watches him kill a man. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes down. We see him run away, and they're like, "What did you do?" He's like, "I didn't do it." some other dude was down here you see how i'm trapped in here right and we as the audience are like of course he didn't do it Mm -hmm. we just saw him get attacked Mm -hmm. wearing these specific clothes Mm -hmm. he couldn't have done it right so this whodunit that it turns into is not a whodunit because we already know it can't be this guy right. because he was attacked. So it's just like, tell us it's Axel. We're waiting for it to be Axel. Yeah, of course it's Axel. Yeah. Because everything you see is mm-hmm. setting up that it's Axel. We know he's a bad guy because he's having he's cheating on his wife. Mm-hmm. Every movie tells us that's a, that's a bad guy. He's going to get some sort of comeuppance. Correct. Uh, we get Tom and uh, Sarah, the girl that's stuck in the middle of their of this love triangle are driving uh, what it looks to be the set of Seinfeld based on the quality of green screen of this driving. <laughs> yeah. It was real bad. It was so fucking bad. Yeah. So they're driving and she has the moment where they're each telling her, no, you need to believe me. It's the other guy. Mm-hmm. And of course we know it can't be Tom. No. Because he got attacked. He's the one guy we can rule out because we as the audience have seen him interact with him. Yes. Never seen Axel interact with him. No. So it's got to be Axel. It's got to be Axel. Uh, We end up, she gets chased. The girl that he's sleeping with gets murdered. Uh, They end up back in the mine, right? Mm -hmm. They end up back in the mine. And... The girl, Sarah, finds uh, a whole bunch of mining uniforms strung up throughout a locker room area that apparently the killer has set to strategically drop down to spook her. What is happening there? That's a callback to the first movie. That's what happens in the first movie. The girl that winds up uh, on the shower, she's like, ah, clothes, ah, clothes. And I'm just like, but they didn't drop down. Yes, they did. They're all strung up there, and he's like, look at him, pull that lever, and one fell down. She's like, ah. And then right before she gets killed, they just start falling down, 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 down. So that, that was our second of I watched the spike again when I sneezed. <laughs> you, like, leaned back to make sure you were far away from the mic as possible, and then right before you sneezed, you, like, moved the, half the distance closer. <laughs> I didn't plan that. Uh... So yeah, that's a callback for the first movie, same as the I dryer. Missed, I missed that, for sure. Um, Maybe it wasn't in the extended cut, because he's like, this is real stupid. <laughs> I, I, I missed that. But, so, in what world does the killer hang those things up to drop down to spook? So apparently, I don't... Because he's not fucking around. He really wants to kill these people. It's not like he's toying with anybody. 
he's psychotic. Okay. But especially when we find out who it is, like he's <laughs> definitely psychotic. Well, we know it's Axel the whole time, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh So we get our big showdown. Mm-hmm. where she's got the gun pointed at both of them. I don't know who to choose. The audience knows it's got to be Axel because mm-hmm. Tom's not the guy. An awesome line here that I've yeah. never seen. Are you? What are you going to say? Is Axel says the most absolute reasonable thing yes. to someone that you actually love. Yes. If you can't decide, shoot us both. Yes, I've never heard, seen that's that. the only way you'll be safe yes. is to shoot us both. Yes, that's an awesome line that yeah. I've not seen in something like this before. Correct. And I loved it. I, lo- I it thought was that great. was awesome. Yeah. It's too bad that it was fucking ruined in the next second. Because they tell us who is the killer. Yeah. It's fucking Tom. What? How? <laughs> how could it be Tom? We watched him get attacked. No, you see, he killed the guy in, compl- in the minor clothes. And then walked into the thing, took off his mask. Still wearing the minor clothes, locked himself in, and then everyone came by. And bent the thing himself. Right. The movie fucking lied to us. Yeah. The movie wasn't trying to be clever. Yes, or, it I was. Mean, I'm sorry. The movie wasn't, it wasn't clever. It, was, it wasn't succeeding. The movie wasn't clever in showing us apart or... or it just lied. It just straight up lied to us. It, it wasn't... I, I'm fine with the movie being deceptive or what have you if they're only giving you a part of it, mm-hmm. but you should be able to watch it with that other knowledge the next time and have it illuminate it more and have it mean something else. Right. You they, would watch this again the second time and it would look exactly the same because they lied to us. I think they were going for the Sixth Sense reveal. What they got was the happening reveal. I was so pissed off at this. Yeah. Just infuriated that even if they would have taken out that one scene... It it wouldn't it would have been a genuine who could it be it would have been thin mm-hmm. but at least it would have been just like some of the scenes make sense right like when he sees the the light in the woods he's chasing a ghost mm-hmm. it's totally in his mind mm-hmm. that makes sense uh, but like why are there two hundred boxes of chocolates in that dude's cabin that never gets explained no. Like, did Jensen Ackles put them there? Was he, were they both using that hideout? Uh, Like, what? Well, he went there and put the heart in there, so he had to have. Because he put the heart, he ripped out the girlfriend's heart. And put it in the box of candy, right? No, that wasn't in that one. That was in the the one that got uh, sent to the office. Oh, okay. That was just chocolates and then... Her note and then the the picture Tom of and them Sarah together. Picture, yeah. So he was there though. Yeah. So I, I get. I don't know. I feel like you cut that one scene and it doesn't make me nearly as angry. I could sit back and say it was kind of fun. I wish it was a little bit more fun, but it wouldn't have pissed me off like it did with that one scene. Right. That one scene really just makes me mad because the movie lied to to us. Also, he digs up Harry's grave. Mm-hmm. And then, like, takes off the mask and puts it on. Gross. Things, it's been on a dead guy's face for ten years. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't it put that on. It wasn't embalmed or anything, so no. it was just juicy. Yeah. Ugh. Um, 
Although I did appreciate that. Like, like that's where he got the costume and all right. that stuff. That's where I played you know, footsie with, with that's, Russ. That's cool. Uh, overall thoughts? Like, it was trying. It was it was fun. The reveal pissed me off. Like, I did appreciate the cheesy look into the camera at the end. Like, you didn't you didn't you didn't stick the landing, but at least you knew what you were trying for. I really liked the one of the very last scenes when he's cha- once he's revealed, mm-hmm. where he's breaking light bulbs. Yeah. So what he's doing the, is he's the flash. Yeah. So as he breaks a light bulb, there's a flash, and it goes from being uh, not Keanu Reeves to the minor. So you see those flashes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ultimately, for me, I think that it certainly, especially if you're watching this as a group or in 3D, could be a lot of fun. Don't think about it at all. Yeah. Uh, and I wish they would have taken the fun up a little bit more mm-hmm. uh and now that one scene and i think it would have genuinely been something that i could get excited about go f- go for the the fun ending and instead of like the hey look at me and look how clever i am ending yeah no that this movie didn't need you shouldn't think with this you should just have fun try yeah. to get do more shovel kills and do Take out that fucking scene. But speaking of a sequel, I think they wanted one with that ending. Of course they did. Yeah. And it was a super profitable one. It's just one of those movie, but it's just it's stuck in development hell. So yeah. I would have watched another one, but it's not going to happen. No. Um, original or remake? Original. It was like the remake is more fun, but it doesn't have the charm of the first one which there's charm and it's not greatness but if you take away the ending i would say the second one but that ending puts it over the top for me that i can't choose that the original for me i think that uh it's super solid all around um why were there tires in a mine (laughs) (laughs) i don't have answers here don't ask me um this is episode 49. This is episode 49. Next week is episode 50. The math checks out. Uh, kind of a big deal. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's halfway to How a milestone. How many podcasts make it to 50? Not all that many. We I almost have as We almost have like double as many episodes as listeners now. I was trying to be self-deprecating, but that's, I don't think it worked that's out. That's not even factually true. No. <laughs> We get surprisingly <laughs> many viewers, listeners, uh, viewers. So I know it's kind of a trope, and ever like, you know, the fiftieth episode of Scrubs did this. You know, Sesame Street, uh, Supernatural, I think. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and do what everybody does for episode fifty because it's it's such a go to. It's a big deal. Uh, next week, mm-hmm. you already know what we're watching. I do. Uh, I'm stoked about this. Uh, it, obviously I'm joking that it's nobody else in the world would ever have like, you're the only person that's ever had this much build up to these movies. Yeah. Uh, and you, as, you, as much as you like joke around and even there you were trying very desperately to, to craft a joke. These are legitimately your favorite movies of all time. These are my favorite. Um, so even if I don't say anything now about them, like just what you see throughout my basement 
is talking them up. So like, yeah. there's no way you're ever going to feel about them the no. way I do. So you have a whole case of props devoted uh, almost no, entirely. They're not props. No. No. They're, but they're stuff. stuff. Memorabilia. Memorabilia. Yep. Um, I have uh, a subway poster for these two films that we're going to watch uh, from the European subways that are six feet tall, six and a half feet tall mm-hmm. that cover an entire wall. Um, so, Justin, what is the first movie we're going to watch for our big episode 50? And these are the genuinely... I want to know what you expect to see more than anything, more than we've done for this before. So what okay. are we going to watch? So already I'm excited because your favorite actor of all time is in this. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Oh. <laughs> Bruce Campbell, Tom Atkins. You have the right to remain silent forever. It's Maniac Cop. We talk a lot about Russ's love for Maniac Cop. Uh, so just from existing in your basement mm-hmm. for the year or so that I have I have come here almost weekly uh just through osmosis from that I know that he's a cop mm-hmm. that he kills people mm-hmm. so it's basically psycho cop right okay <laughs> <laughs> only if you're lucky no he's obviously more monstrous uh he's not just a dude uh it's Robert Zadar's fucked up face with some fucked up makeup. So, yeah. Cool. And the second film. Maniac Cop 2. This one. He, oh, is it a buddy cop picture? Oh, wait. Nope. You have the right to remain silent dot 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 forever. But forever in this and two is in caps. <laughs> when one, it's just capitalized. So Taking it up a notch. Yeah. It is awesome that they they use the same tagline <laughs> yeah. for both movies. I love. Uh, obviously, I'm I may be besmirching uh, horror fans around here, uh, but I've never heard of these companies. Synapse Films distributed this Blu-ray, and uh, Blue Underground distributed this one. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, this is this may be on a lot of horror fans' radar. But I don't know that they're going to have the reverence for these movies that you do. No, I, there's very few people that feel the, as strong as I do. This about. release is so good that two-thirds of the back of it, there's only one picture on the back, two-thirds of it is specifications for the Blu-ray. Uh, the audio is in English, 5.1 Dolby Digital Surround EX. Ooh. <laughs> That's kind of hilarious to me. Uh, owner of Blue Underground, Bill Lustig. Oh, okay. So That's he... That's the asshole, right? Excuse me? Isn't isn't that the asshole who did the VHS ripoffs? What are you talking about? The guy who made the fake VHS cases? No, that's Charles Band. Oh, okay. Uh, Bill Lustig is the director of Maniac Cop. Oh, okay. One, two. Uh... He's the guy that did Maniac. Yeah. Okay. And he's the guy I that knew did the Vigilante. name sounded familiar. So he owns that company. So okay. what he did was he, like back in the day, he was directing and he was really big into laser discs. And he started just kind of for his own fun, he would get people to do audio commentaries. And then he would take them to laser disc companies and be like, dude, look what you can do with laser disc. These are fucking awesome. 
That's cool. So then he started working for Anchor Bay and was in charge of all of their special features and everything for Anchor Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is one of the godfathers of like special features on DVDs. That's awesome because um, that's what I love. So he's like if you were to make a documentary about the history of that mm-hmm. stuff, he would be integral to that. That's the and, one thing I miss about physical media is like director commentaries yep. and stuff. Um, and he's all into that and then he ended up so he buys rights for a bunch of movies and stuff and he has blue underground so that's what he does day to day and that's what pays his bills as he owns that company that's cool that you were besmirching i said i may besmirch but i'd never heard of them justin what else you got for us don't don't put on that mask it's gross